guys, it's Lady Red here. Um, sorry I've been on for a bit. I took some mental health days for myself. That's always good to do. Even if it's just a day or a couple hours or whatever or a few minutes just to be by yourself and close your eyes and just take deep breaths and just clear your mind and everything else. I hate that glare in my glasses. Sorry. Um, yeah, I look crazy because I just got out of a shower and I pampered myself a little bit. Oh, uh, that's what I'm going to say. And I'm going to start doing that from, uh, from now on. The saying is, um, you can only, if you love yourself first, then you can love others. I believe that, but I do love myself, but I love my husband too. So, anyway, uh, it's been a crazy, hectic couple of days. Um, I haven't been sleeping too well at night. Um, I went to my doctor about maybe, um, getting some hormones, and, uh, he said that everything that I'm going through and stuff has to do with my thyroid. So I gotta call my doctor and talk to her and see what she'll do, and she, chances are she'll tell me the doctor's lying and stuff. I don't know what it is with these people. You know, I mean, you go to one doctor to talk to them, and they say, well, that person, that doctor doesn't know what to talk about, you need to talk to them, whatever. Then you go to that doctor, tell them what's going on, and, so that, and they say, well, that doctor knows, doesn't want to talk about you, and it's like, people, I'm just a patient, I know what my body is going through, you guys don't. Start listening to me, you know? It's ridiculous. So, I have to get home my primary care and let her know that um, I went to the doctor that did my operation, my hysterectomy, and um, just make sure everything's still working right, you know? You never know. But, um, there we go. Anyway, I got to, um, get on my doctor and let her know what my other doctor said, and because I told her that my thyroid medication was making me drowsy and stuff, she told me that I told him that, and he said, no, it is your medication, and your thyroid is probably, I think, I fatigued, yeah, I said it right, okay, I get fatigued really bad, I mean, I could... Grab a few hours of sleep, wake up, be good for a couple hours, and pass out again. He said that it sounds like my thyroid is acting up when it shouldn't be or something like that. So I gotta let her know that I need to have my thyroid checked to see if there's anything else wrong with it because I am constantly tired. I, um, if I'm out there driving, I can only drive for so long before I have to stop and sleep. Because I have actually dozed off at the wheel a couple times, but luckily I was pulled over or the light was long enough to where I would doze off and something would wake me up. I think the voice in my head said, hey, wake up. And I wake up and the light had just changed. I'm like, oh shit. You know, sorry for my language. But, um, yeah. Some of these doctors are quacks. That's why I don't like them. But you know what? If they listen, if they actually listen to you and tell you, Okay, so what's going on with you? Instead of saying, well, I'm the doctor. I know what's best for you. So I was like, you may be the doctor, but I know what's best for me because I live with my body. You don't. I know what's going on. And I'm trying to tell you, something's not right. I'm still dealing with my heart. A lot of these people don't care. <sighs> That's why I hate hospitals. You know? I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. You go to the hospital, and you try to explain to these idiots 
hey, this is what's going on with me. And they say, well, that doesn't sound right. I mean, there could be some other things. Like, okay, that's fine. Let's check it out and see. Let's not care all the options. Let's take care of all the options. And sometimes they take forever because they think they're actually trying to figure out. And sometimes they're actually like, talking to the other dog saying, I think she's a uh, nutcase and this, that, and the other stuff. It's like, no, I'm not a nutcase. I just want to know what the H-E double hockey sticks are going on with my body. I've got heart problems. I've got vertigo. I've got... I dislocated my elbow years ago. And when they popped it in, um, and I explained this to a couple other people, and they said it sounds like when the doctor popped my elbow back in place, because I dislocated it completely, along with a fracture, I was pushing a cart a long time ago, and it ran to a few rocks, and guess what? The cart lost. And I wound up on the other side of the cart, holding my arm like this, trying to keep myself from falling on the sidewalk, and I lost. And when I did this, it popped my elbow out of socket, and it fractured my arm. And my ex-husband at the time saw all this happening, and he said that when I stood up, my arm was just dangling. I was all, I was all flustered. I was like, what the hell? And he said, your arm. And I'm like, my legs doesn't it hurt? I was like, and I was starting to feel a little bit weird. I was like, why? And he said, look down. And I was like, my arm was just hanging, literally just hanging there. I said, can you try it? And I couldn't lift it up. He said, oh, no, no, no. He goes, okay, we got to get you to the hospital now. So we walked back to our RV. At the time when we um, were together, we lived in an RV, my mom's, at the time when she owned it. We took it. We, we didn't take it from her. We bought it from her because she wasn't going to take care of it. She was just using it as a means to get around and stuff. So me and my ex at the time got uh, bought it from her. But anyway, we walked to our RV, and I was on uh, was, uh, uh, potassium pills at the time because my potassium was really low, and it was affecting my heart. So I had to take these big old freaking pill like horse pills. Okay, these suckers are cute. <laughs> we I had to take one a day, and I had to take one. So um, I had to eat first because that was, that was the thing about it. To take these kind of pills, I had to eat. I hadn't eaten all that much that day, so he went in there, made me a nice little sandwich so I could take my potassium pill. And when we got there, because he did a makeshift sling for me and stuff, and told the church, because we were parked in the parking lot, told the church, hey, you know, she might have broken her arm or something like that, so we have to take her to the hospital. But it's okay, let us know what's going on. We get to the UC Health at the time, I think it was Memorial Hospital, I'm not sure. But anyway, we get to the hospital. And, you know, I check in, it's okay, what's the problem? I said, and, I tr and I was laughing so hard because I couldn't understand what, I couldn't understand how I survived it. But I was like, um, I had an accident. And they said, your arm? And I said, yeah. And they said, what's wrong with it? And my husband slowly took it out of the sling. And it said, okay, so it's brain water. I said, no, hold on. And it just plopped to my side. They said, what's wrong with it? I said, I think I dislocated or broke something, I'm not sure, and they said, oh, crap. So they took us to the waiting room, and they asked us, it's like, um, had, it, it took about an hour from the time I had the hours to the hospital, because I wanted to make sure digested, in case they had to do anything, and I told them, I just, I had sours over an hour ago because I take potassium pills. They said, oh, okay, that's fine. They said, but don't eat anything else. Well, they used to say, they didn't tell me that until... After we got in the waiting room, and my ex at the time loved licorice, red vines. 
and he gave me one, I started eating it, and there's like, no, 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 I'm like, what, and she was, how much have you eaten, and I said, a couple bites, and they said, you can't eat anything until we, until we can see, because we may have to do something, I'm like, sorry, I said, well, we have to wait an hour now, okay, so they took us into an waiting room, I swear to God, to this day, the nurses and doctors don't talk about this, I'm like, go in the hospital, because, um, <laughs> I refused all the narcotics, Okay, and my arm, my hand, my arm, from here, all the way around, here, all the way to my fingertips, on this hand, was throbbing. I mean, waves of pain, and I was hurting, but I was trying to get my mind something else. <laughs> they tried to get me to take anything that had narcotics in it, and I said, no, I do not want anything in my body that's going to get me addicted. I said, but the pain said, I don't have that high of a threshold, but I'll tell you what, I'd rather deal with this pain than be higher than, sh you know, and be all weird and blah, 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 than have something in my body that I don't want affecting my heart. And I said, oh, okay. I turned every single thing down they had. I said, if you have ibuprofen, they said, okay, we can do that. That's it? Yeah. They said, well, that one is like, hey, as long as you can take a little bit of the edge off my, uh, my arm, that's fine. Okay. They gave me the hospital dosage, which was like 800 milligrams. They said, okay. And, um, they, they kept coming in every few minutes. They said, are you sure? It's like, I'm sure. The nurses, doctors, all of them, they came in and said, are you sure? It's like, I'm sure. And the, one of the hot, one of the doctors came in laughing. And he thought it was funny. He thought it was a pretty good, he thought what he just witnessed was funny. And he thought I'd enjoy the joke. He said, you know what? We had a, I think he said, a 35-year-old guy. Not even a few hours ago, come in the same thing you have. I'm like, uh, just like your arm and stuff. He goes, yeah, the exact same thing you're going through. I'm like, okay. And he said, this guy was crying, was crying so hard and so bad, begging us to give us to give him something to knock the pain out. And we couldn't do it because the way he was acting, it's like like he wanted to get high off his own dear God. So they said that he was crying. I mean. I, at the time, I was in my early 40s, I believe, and he said, and you're just, and, I, and before all this happened, when I refused any kind of narcotic weapon for myself, and I was just sitting on the hospital bed, and I told my ex, okay, let me have remote, I need to have, I need something to do with my hands, I couldn't do anything with this hand, but, uh, the, yeah, he said, okay, so I'm just laying there, flipping channels, just flipping channels, trying to get my mind off everything, and he was like, are you trying to find somebody? Are you just trying to? I'm just, I told him I'm just trying to keep my mind off. He goes, okay, no problem. So I would sit there and I was like, oh, cool. I mean, he would just talk about what was on the TV screen, knowing my arm was throbbing like hell, hurting in pain and stuff. Okay, and um, these doctors and nurses all came in. It's like, are you sure? It's like, listen, I don't want anything. So um, you know, they come in, check on my vitals and stuff, make sure I'm doing okay. And all they said, how's your heart? I said, well, since I had something to eat. You know, over a couple hours, you remember, I'm doing okay. And they said, okay, so they kept checking my blood pressure and all that stuff because, you know, heart disease and stuff. But, um, so they finally came in, the doctor came in, and he said, okay, the hour's up. I said, okay. And I said, how are you feeling? And I told him, hurting. And he said, well, here's, it's your last chance. I like, dude, no. And my ex at times, like, she doesn't believe in doing it. She's got heart problems. She doesn't want anything in her system. She's going to get addicted to it. He goes, okay, I understand that. So there was a guy, uh, and it's 
uh, some guy that did the, um, to knock me out for, so they can pop this back in place. I looked at him and said, okay, that's not going to pick my heart. He goes, and he goes, no, that's just going to knock you out. I said, however long it takes, however long it knocks you out. And the doctor, <laughs> I swear to God, this guy was smirking because you find that hilarious. I'm just sitting there with my arm on the bed laying there. And I'm just sitting there calm and cool as a cucumber. And they're watching me, making sure that, you know, I wasn't, because I think they were making sure I wasn't picking this. Like, why would I pick this? Really? And he's okay, 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 don't do that again. And, like, his mom was trying to turn a little purple and blue from all the shit that was going on. And they said, okay, we know you're not picking it, so we're not going to worry about it. Because you refused all the narcotics. And I was like, yeah, I told you, I don't want to be addicted to anything. I don't want nothing like that in my system. They said, well, okay, we know you're not picking it. Because normally, anybody in your situation say, give me all the drugs you got. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I just want the ibuprofen to help take the edge off. And they said, well, the ibuprofen's not going to interfere with anything that's going on. I was like, okay, that's fine. So, the, he's a nice guy. And say he's in his 30s. Had a syringe. And he's like, okay, here goes. I said, what is that for? And he goes, it's going to knock you out and say night-night for a little bit so they can do your arm. So the doctor that was going to do the procedure had another doctor come in. And a couple of nurses came in because they heard about what was going on. And I'm like, okay, what's all this? And they said, they heard... That you didn't want no narcotics in your system, and that you're able to sit here calm and cool and collective. And they're kind of wondering what was going on. I said, okay, for last time, I didn't want none of that stuff in my system. And I'm barely tolerating the pain that's going, that's shooting up and down my arm right now because of what, because of, you know, what happened. And I said, but, you know what, the way I see it is, if you guys are going to fix my arm a little bit of stuff, fine. Just do what you got to do. So, they, um, <laughs> the guy injected whatever the hell it was that was going in my system and suddenly I start seeing all these colors all these rainbows and everything else and just before my just before I was knocked out I said I told doctor hey cool rainbows and he goes and he's just like it's the kind of like night night <laughs> so apparently while I was out I heard this from a couple of nurses doctors and my ex while I was out like a light I was out for maybe an hour, I think. Um, they said I was passed out. I w they couldn't wake me up, you know, after that to say my to do anything, you know, to make sure I was okay. Um, they checked my mom's stuff. Okay, she's good. So the doctor, and they said they could have sworn I was awake because my ex told me that when they were trying to, you know, pop this and this back into place, um, my mouth went. <clears throat> Like I was in pain, like, ah, oh, ouch, ow, ow, you know. Um, according to everybody, I was wrestling, I was wrestling with the two doctors while I was passed out. And he said, doctor said, reflexes. Because deep down inside, I was waking up to know what was going on, and I was trying to fight them off. And they were literally had to hold my arm. It took two doctors to fit this and this back together to pop back into place. And when they did that, they kind of shredded my nerves. So... This right here, right here, all the way down to right down my elbow, is numb as hell. It's pretty much dead. It's numb. It's been like that for years since that happened. Um, so my ex told me, and the doctor told me, because I wanted to verify because my ex had a tendency of lying. But um, my ex told me that when two doctors, I was swinging them around stuff because they're trying to pop it back into place. 
he told me that he came, he held my arm, he said, hold on, I know at the time we were together, he said, guys, I know my wife, hold on a minute. So he proceeded to grab a hold, I guess he was, grab a hold of my bike, because I was literally swinging, I was literally swinging it and up and down and stuff like that, I don't remember any, any of this, that's how out I was. But he told me that he had to hold me down and whisper my head, it's okay baby, it's okay, they're just trying to help you out and stuff. And I called me down, I guess, to where the doctors were able to pop it back in place. And after that, they were watching over me, shows came. I woke up shortly after that, and I swear to God, I felt like I was a freak in a circus because between five and seven nurses were standing where the curtain was, watching me, and the other doctors were in there just watching me. I woke up, and the first thing I said, why are all these people here? And they started, and some nurses just started laughing and said, wow, I can't believe she actually went through all that. I'm like, okay, what the hell? And, the, and my ex and the doctor told me, well, you're knocked out. It took me and another doctor to put your arm back together because you were literally swinging all over the place and wanting to deck somebody. I said, oh, sorry. And my ex told me that um, I was fighting it so much, I was literally trying to arm wrestle with them and everything else. I'm like, oops, sorry. They said this, but everything's okay. You guys pop this and yes. They said you might feel some discomfort for a little bit, but yes. So they proceeded to, um, they try, they try to give me some, um, oxy, oxy something or another, or I don't remember. But they tried doing that, and they only gave me 10 cc's, or whatever the hell it's called. And I said no more. And they said, well, we didn't even say, I don't care. I have lower back pain, I have triple D, degenerative disc disease, my lower back right by my tailbone, and anytime someone gives me something like that, it feels like somebody's pounding a railroad spike in my lower back at that spot, pounding real hard, and it creates such a pain that I can't deal with it, and it creates waves around my waist to my stomach, and I feel like I was having cramps or bad, I was start my prayer just before I had the uh, hysterectomy. But anyway, um, they... My ex at the time helped the nurse put uh, the um, bandages on my arm, cast all that stuff, and I was just talking to him. They said, "You don't remember anything that you do?" He's like, "No, I don't." I said, "Good." I said, "How bad?" And he started laughing. He said, "You gave the doctor a run for his money." I said, "Oh dear God, I'm so sorry." He goes, "No." And the doctor came in. He goes, "Well, how do you feel after arm wrestling me?" And he's like, "I'm so sorry." He goes, "You're the one of the most patient comedic patients I had." I mean, you didn't want none of the, none of the narcotics to call me armed, however, and you, that's it. You did good. You didn't beg or nothing. You just lay there and stuff and let me do what I need to do and stuff. And I'm like, so how long does the cast have to be on? Because the cast was, like, right here, and so it was uncomfortable, but it, I had to have it on. I had to have that on for six weeks, I think, six to eight weeks. And, um, it was funny. It was funny. But, um, uh, after we were, after I was discharged and stuff, we gave a prescription order, um, the church that we were, you know, that was supposedly helping us when they weren't, um, we had, they had too many people supposedly trying to fix the RV and it just caused more problems. So, you know, we went back to their church and 
they were getting ready to go, they were getting ready to close up and I said, hey, you know, I had to have the cat cast background, I'm going to go to bed. And then they proceeded and said, well, we're going to be, we're going to be there at 5.30 in the morning to wake you up, so you guys get this, like, no. No, you're not. And they said, we have to, it's like, no, you do not. I don't give you permission to disturb me while I'm sleeping, because I just got out of the hospital. My arm's in a sling, I have to rest. It was a biker church, and I have nothing against bikers, but some of the people there didn't know how to be godlike, you know, where they said we believe in God and we'll help as men. Some of them didn't know how to do anything right. But um, as I talked to some of the bikers there, I said, so what made you decide to do this church? They did the same thing. We've been living with God. We want to help people. I said, well, I understand that, but when you've got people there trying to tell others they have to be up at 5.30 in the morning, they can't go back to bed or nothing, they have to do this and that, and I'm not, we're not even members of a church. And they said, okay, well, since your RV's parked in the parking lot, I said, we didn't ask for our RV to be parked here. And your idiot people, the ones that you claim are mechanics, they trust the RV so much that we had to pay to have it cleaned up. They were in the small area where there was a garage just down the alley. And the mechanic was watching everything, and he's like, oh, dear God. So he went up to my ex one day, and he said, hey, dude, what's up with the RV? Why why aren't you driving it right, you know, right now? And my, my ex told him, because the engine's not running right, something's wrong, and we're trying to get it fixed. And we ran out of money. And he said, okay, why don't you, um, he didn't, my, I didn't know this at the time. He, he and the, he and the mechanic pulled the RV down to their garage, did testing on it and stuff, and the mechanic's like, oh, here's what's going on and stuff and everything else, and the guy fixed it. And my ex, um, was like, we don't have any money to pay you. The guy's like, hey, I see what they were doing. They were, they were, they, they do this to all people that they supposedly help. If they can't fix the vehicle, they brought some way of taking it legally from the people so they can strip it from money so they can fund their church. Um, and when I when I came back and my RV was running and stuff, I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we've seen them do that to a lot of people. They claim they're going to help, and what they do is that they screwed up their vehicles, they screw up their vehicles so bad to where the people can't pay to have a fixed order, they make them sign their vehicles over. I said, well, if we can, if you sign your title on us, we'll get it fixed, we'll sell it back to you. And a lot of these people were stupid and said, okay, whatever. They ended up kicking the people off the property and said, well, you're trespassing now because you don't know where to be here. The vehicle's ours. So they proceeded to strip everything off the vehicle, take all the parts from the engine stuff, sell it. They stripped the vehicle down so good to where they took it down to the dump. And they got money to fund their stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen with this RV. No. They said, that's why we're fixing it for you because we figured you don't want to be here. It's like, no, I don't. I'd rather be someplace else than here. And at the time, I was still in my cast, and I was able to drive it. So the guy said that this is what was wrong with it, and he fixed it. I cannot remember what was wrong with it, but he said he, he fixed it and stuff, and it was free of charge. He said, I just want to see you guys out of here, because I can tell you don't want me here. So he fixed it. We thanked him very much, and took off. So the biker church closed down. Yay. Another church took over, and was like, okay, whatever, I don't want to be part of it. But, you know, there are some doctors out there that are really good people, nurses too, and there are some I just want to knock the hell out and knock their teeth out because they're like, well, we went to medical school, what about you? It's like, I'm living with a problem that you guys are not willing to do anything about.
ridiculous, I know. But, um, you know, other things been going on. Um, you know the Facebook where they, the little stories come on the screen and you hear someone narrating the word by word? I'm interested in doing that, too. Hell, I'm, in any, I'm interested in doing anything that helps me get out there and make money. I love doing this. But I figured I'd take a few days out for mental health, do whatever I need to do, and um, instead of doing this every night, I probably do this every couple of nights. That way it gives me ideas and stuff. And um, I'm still reading on how to get, you know, tips on how to get more readers, uh, listeners, more of an audience, you know, whatever I can get. Um, you know, I'm 50 years old. I don't look beautiful to you know, a lot of you people. I'm a plain Jane. And I have noticed that a lot of you pay more attention to women who look glamorous, who are models of, come on, really? Ew. I would rather you guys listen to real people who, you know, don't wear makeup all the time and live lives and stuff. I don't believe in you have to look seductive to do a podcasting. Come on, really? I mean, one of these days I'll wear makeup and I'm surprised the hell out of everybody. Excuse my language. And you're all like, wow. You know? <laughs> but until then, you're going to get maybe a little bit of eyeshadow, a little bit of lipstick or whatever. And, ugh, my hair's finally drying. So anyway, um, I would love to have somebody, um, you know, talk to me. Ask me questions about what's going on. I want to talk about the world. You know, I can learn, I love learning about things. I love Teaching people different things might know what I'm talking about. If I don't, like, I don't know. But maybe we can find out, you know. I would love to do that. I don't know if I can be a good teacher because I just don't have the patience for a lot of stuff anymore. But, um, I do want to, um, talk to people. Find out what's going on out there. Excuse me. But, you know, if anybody out there is willing to be my guest, or, you know, say, hey, what's up, cool, I will not, I repeat, I will not tolerate negative comments about how I look, how I talk, I know I talk a little funny because I said, okay, get this done, so no negative comments about that either, I will not accept negative comments about anything, so if you feel the need to get, to do a negative comment, I'm not going to listen to you, I'm not going to talk to you or nothing, I'll just block you out. I'm not doing this for popularity, I'm doing this because I enjoy this. I love doing this. And like I said, I'm hoping it opens up new doors for me, new opportunities, everything else to where I can be out there. Like I said, hell, I'm willing to travel, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get, you know, for me to be out there in the world. So, you know... Who knows? Maybe something. Maybe sometime um, that'll happen. But for right now, I enjoy doing this. And if I can, but if anybody out there is interested in talking to me or whatever, I'm an easygoing person. I really am. I just don't like stupidity. And by that, I mean I don't like people who are ignorant as hell. Excuse my language. You know, like the Karens out there. Oh dear God! I watch so many of those. I get a laugh out of them. These women do this stuff just to get noticed and put on the internet. I thought about one day, 
I'm not going to do it, but I actually thought about doing this. I thought about becoming a, uh, making fun of the Karens out there. Holding my phone up like I'm recording. And say, hey, 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 you can't do that. I'm making fun of the Karens and stuff. I'm not going to. We get to meet you. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, but I just, no. I'd rather watch other people do it and, get, and I get a good laugh out of it. I love laughing. I love jokes. I love scary stuff, but not too bad, okay? Nothing beyond, you know, over the line. Um, I do, uh, I have a profile on TikTok. Lady, uh, Lady Watson. Love bug, I think. So I go on TikTok sometimes and I do let people know, hey, I've got a podcasting. I do video and I do audio. And I'm looking for support, you know. I'm looking for anybody who's willing to talk to me and stuff. And I'm looking for to make friends out there. I don't get out much. And I'm just myself. Basically, that's all it is. I'm just myself. So, <sighs> anyway, it is getting late. I need to take my meds, so well, it's 10 o'clock. That's not bad. So for now, <clears throat> I gotta take my beds, get comfortable, and <sighs> just chill. But anyway, beyond all that, it's always a good idea to take a mental health day. And if you're hurting physically, like I told my husband, take a couple mental health days and a couple physical health days. That way you can rest, not worry about, you know, if you're not where you're at and you fall asleep. You're going to get in trouble. Rest, sleep, do what you want, chill. You know, take some time to yourself, heal. Mentally, emotionally, and physically, heal. Get better. Take care of yourself. Because you're no good to me if you are sick and all that. I do what I can, but I'm no good to anybody either if um, I don't take any time for myself and take care of myself and do what I need to do for myself. That's what I do. Whenever I go out, I do what I do. I make my own decisions, stuff, and that's part of mental health. Is sorry about that. Ugh. That's what I do for myself. When I'm out there, is I am I'm doing stuff for myself. You know, I eat healthy when I can. I drink lots of water when I can. Sometimes I drink some soda because I'm craving it. Can't be helped. But I talk to people whenever I'm out there. Like uh, I do. Uh, some deliveries to make extra money. Um, I I just not much, you know. I'm sorry. What just what orders went blank? But anyway, take care of yourself. Take care of you, and you'll do all right. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Love you for you. And if people out there think that you need to go by, you know, if people tell you you need to do stuff so people like you, don't. If they say, well, you need to dress prettier or you need to do this or that, don't. They're just trying to bully you into changing for them so that way they're not pretty much they're embarrassed to be seen with you. Oh, well. I don't change my I don't change my money. I was going through a dark phase a long time ago when me and my ex separated, and um, 
I decided one day, you know what, I'm going to change. So I started with my hair. I've got so many freaking compliments because my hair, I keep growing on it. Next, I am going to start taking care of my weight. And I'm going to do it a little bit at a time. When I'm out there, I do my walking. And I try to do a little bit of stretching here and there as long as my back doesn't go nuts and gets painful on me. I do that too. But, um, yes, I do enjoy eating healthy. It's good for you. Once in a while, I'll cheat, you know, but other than that, when I realized how big I was, how heavy I was getting, I know, and that's my husband. I know you like big girls, but I have to lose a little bit of weight, so I need you to understand that. And he said, okay, I love you anyway. And I appreciate that. He knows I do this. He's staying, he's staying out of it. He's like, it's my thing. So I appreciate that. So anyway, you guys have a good night. And enjoy your night. I'll be back maybe tomorrow or Thursday. I mean, I can go out Thursday because we're supposed to get some really rainy weather, and I won't go out. I won't go out. If I go out tomorrow, I'll do okay and stuff. Other than that, I won't go out at all. So, y'all have a good night.